0: Still alive from Lake Balfour podcast. I'm Maddie Wasserman. Thank you guys so much for joining us for today's special episode. We are joined as always here by Greg and Daddy Silver, and our special guest, back by popular demand for his second podcast appearance, Stephen Bruno Brunstein. Bruno, thanks for coming back. How you doing?
1: Uh, always a pleasure, Maddie. Always, and thank you so much for what you do. You're, you're just a great service to the Bay Oshawa community. It's, it's just fantastic. So I'm happy to be here.
0: Alright, so what we're going to be talking about today is awards night, and that's one of the things, like... You know we've had this podcast here for a while, and we've talked about so many of the most special days of camp, whether that be the basketball tournaments, Olympics, like all these special times in camp. But I think awards night is something we've neglected to really talk about, and it's one of the most special nights in camp for really what—not just celebrating individual people in camp, but really what it signifies. And Bruno is the perfect person to talk about awards night with because you know he is a integral part of it. We talk a lot about you know Bruno's public speaking prowess whether that be the introducing the, t- the tennis tournament and all these different, the welcome song, all these different things around camp, but it's really on full display during awards night. So what I want to start with, Bruno, is your all-around athlete speech because as someone that's been around camp for a while, first of all, let's explain what your all-around athlete speech is. It's a, called the 4 pillars speech.
2: Okay, Matty, well, could we, could we give a little background of the of the pre-Bruno speech? Like Yes, let's do that first. Let's do that first. That 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 first.
0: Yep. So So,
3: uh, I'll take it first. So if if I, you know, when I was growing up in camp, first of all, awards night was always a favorite night of mine Um, for exactly the things that you said. I thought it was, you know, when you're really little, you walk in and you see this big symmetrical pyramid of trophies with the Saul Amster all around athlete in the back. And when you're young, it's like you've never seen anything like that in your life. There's like the shine of the gold and you walk in and you don't know what to expect. And you plop down in one of those first rows of the social hall and you're seeing all these trophies. It's more gold than you've ever seen in your life. And then as you get older, you know, and obviously when you're young, it's about the trophies that you end up getting and what other people get. But as you get older, you know, you really start to appreciate the cool aspect of the different awards and how you know there's big awards for each activity and there's really special moments where you honor your friends and the oldest campers in camp and then as you even get older you start appreciating kind of like how awesome camp is and how awards isn't just about celebrating individual winners it's about celebrating an entire summer of so many different things whether it be Baseball, lacrosse, hockey, soccer, basketball, the land sports, but it's also it celebrates the waterfront. It celebrates the stage, it celebrates the arts and crafts, it celebrates Olympics, it celebrates the waiters. Really, it celebrates the waiters more than anything, but it really celebrates just a wide variety of amazing things that happen in camp. And I feel like in my years in camp, I always was very appreciative of that night. And I always held that night in special regard. Even to this day, when I became an older counselor on staff and then became part of the administration, I kind of always gravitated towards awards night. And awards night was always something I kind of wanted to be a part of and take control of. And it's really been, I mean, I would say next to maybe hosting the basketball tournaments and stuff like that, it's it's the thing in camp that I have been most linked to I've always loved it I've I've always loved it and
2: and and in recent years and when I say recent years I mean probably the last 10 or 15 I don't know Danny and I have like taken it to to the next level with like how we unpack the trophies how we schedule the delivery of the trophies and um even who we draft from the counselor staff to help us set them up like, we always, like, like an organized guy that, like, is reliable and efficient, but also fun to hang out with for, you know, an hour or so, uh, who won't make fun of my playlist. And then we get down to, like, the details of, like, when Rick Weiss came back to camp, I don't know, 10, 12, 14 years ago, how he sort of DJs it, almost like he's, like, Paul Schaefer from the Letterman Show, or... <clears throat> how Danny used to catch a lot of flack for how long awards net would go. So he came up with different strategies to like make it go faster, which maybe we'll get into later on during the podcast. And I think is equally as brilliant as it is hilarious all the way down to the, to the t-shirts Danny and I wear like, one year we both wore Kobe shirts, you know, one year we both wore our own respective bizarre year t-shirts from our one year. We,
3: we wore Bruno's two favorite, uh, temple basketball and Florida Gators straight from the 1989, uh, relics. Yeah.
0: I mean, it's one year we wore Cobra
3: large polyester. (laughs) Um, so yeah, anyway,
2: so yeah. So the all around athlete speech, we're going to focus on this one. You know, it was always given by, you know, uh, one of the warpmans and Mickey took it over uh, years ago. And then there was one summer when Mickey was not there for awards night. I think he was bringing his daughter to college or something. He had to leave early. And so who was the natural fit to give speech? the speech? best public speaker in camp, Stephen Bruno Brunstein. And now here we are.
0: Right, so here we are. So Bruno, now you have experience with awards night because of the other awards you present throughout the night, but there is something inherently different about the all around athlete speech because obviously, you know and we can talk about this more later, like the memorial awards are such an important part of awards night in recognizing, you know, people from the past of Baco in such varieties of ways, and those carry a lot of weight to them. But with the awards themselves, all around athlete is obviously one of the key awards the highly anticipated awards a waiter award so you approach that with a different level of weight and you came up with something called the four pillars speech so why don't you sort of take us through the origins of that when you first got the call from the bullpen to be the all-around athlete speech giver and you know take us through it
1: well i couldn't agree with you more i mean uh the all-around athlete winner is taking up a torch and lighting lighting up the sky Uh, down on the slopes after awards night, it's a very prominent award. One could argue that over the years it has, it has, um, been reduced compared to all around camper and Baco pride. Um, And I always thought that it deserves to kind of regain the prominence. So I think maybe that kind of motivated me to step up my game, but it was a big responsibility when all of a sudden Greg and Danny said, Mickey's not here. Um, You are the natural person to do this. And I remember going to sleep that night and thinking what I could do, what I could say to really bring this award back to the stature that it deserves. And I can't really tell you why I came up with it, this particular speech, but I was thinking about everything that makes up an all around athlete. And, and, uh, I came up with the four, four pillars. There's a famous spiritual book called the four pillars that I once read through. And I think that was my inspiration. And I just went with it and I, I tried to make the case that if you are going to become a candidate and be in the conversation for taking this award home, there are these four things that must support your entire athletic summer at Baco to make you eligible. And, you know, this is what I talk about every summer now.
0: So why don't you take us through what those four pillars are and why they're each so important? Uh,
1: Absolutely. Well, I mean, I'm going to give you a version of my speech. The first pillar of the All-Around Athlete Award is a is a pillar that that really you can't take a lot of credit for you know in in fact you should just like you know tip your cap to your parents or maybe your grandparents because you have basically won the genetic lottery you came into this world um with gifts um gifts with size strength speed stamina balance coordination uh the ability to change direction on a dime at a moment's notice you know these are all things that Just come naturally to you and it's allowed you you know that alone allows you to perform at a fairly high level across the full athletic spectrum um and that is the first pillar you need to even become a possibility for taking this award home
0: yes like people so like people like myself i could do the other three things perfectly but you know what it just doesn't matter because I was not born with the genetic talent to qualify for the first pillar of all-around athlete.
1: That's right. And you cannot be blamed for that. It is what it is. You know, we all, we either have it or we don't on on a certain level. Some people have those natural gifts, but that alone does not make you an all-around athlete. No, it does not. It does not. So the second thing, um, the second pillar that I, I decided to talk about was that you can't be someone that is content with just going to your one or two favorite activities and, making an effort. You can't go to the one or two activities that you excel at tremendously. You have to be somebody that is willing to plug into the broad spectrum of the entire Beko athletic program. And you have to show up everywhere and perform with effort and energy and enthusiasm. And that attitude combined with all of your natural gifts um, generally allows you to perform everywhere at a very, very high level. So that is the second pillar, your willingness to do everything with a positive energetic attitude but of course that alone no. those two pillars will not make you That's an all-around athlete um it's just you're just on the path to that award the third pillar that you must possess is to approach every activity with the true mind of a student you have to realize that you know your natural gifts and prowess combined with your um, willingness to try hard and do everything with effort um, you know, will take you pretty high up the mountain, but it will not get you all the way up to the summit. And if you want to get there, you have to respect and honor the fact that, that these activities are being led by coaches that have tremendous ability and tremendous knowledge. And you have to soak up all their knowledge like a sponge. And that knowledge is in two categories. Um, the physical knowledge of performing the sport well, observing your coaches, um, letting them share with you the precise things you have to do with your body to put yourself in a position to excel uh, and then, of course, there's the whole mental aspect of your sport and the strategies and tactics you need to learn to employ in order to very um, achieve high levels of success in competition. Um, if you don't approach um, each sport with the true mind of a student, you're not going to max out your potential. And I would that just say
0: it. on that topic, something that sticks out in my mind, this is from my own experience, you know, growing up through campus, I think of someone like Evan Glatzer, who was in my bunk. And obviously, we know him as a basketball player, right? One of, as we said on a past podcast, one of the great Baco basketball players of all time. But he's also a pretty much, I think, undefeated tennis champion, right, of the Baco Tennis Tournament. Uh, he's won every he year. He made a something. run. Um, and something that I think about with that is, like, I can picture, maybe it was either last summer or two summers ago, like, Obviously, he wasn't really playing much tennis all summer. That wasn't his focus at camp. But when it came time for the tennis tournament, like, maybe once a summer, like, he'd get on the court and hit with you for a little bit. And, you know, ask you for some tips and get ready for the tournament. So, like, even he who doesn't really focus on tennis and has the first pillar we know in spades of that talent for playing, even he says, you know what, I have to focus on tennis for this little bit and I'm going to come be competitive and win it. And that's really the extra step that, you know, someone like me would just be like, you know what, I really suck at soccer. So I just, I'm going to totally mail it in. Now I suck at <laughs> a lot of sports, so that's not really applicable for me, but you sort of know what I mean there.
1: Yes, absolutely. That, that's true. And I never thought about it that in like, Week three and a half or four, all of a sudden, Evan's showing up at tennis, asking me about, like, you know, how close he should get to the ball and how he should transfer his weight. And I'm like, I hadn't thought about that. But maybe in that guy's mind, he's thinking, you know what? It's almost time for the big dance. Got to get my yeah, game shot. he's got to get to pillar three. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So um, that's
2: interesting. I mean, also, while he's delivering the speech, he's pacing up and down the, the widened aisle. In order to we, sort of Can like we just to let him talk know, about Yes, I agree. This is my fault. I'm
0: there. sorry. I, I digress. <clears throat> go back to your pillars.
1: Oh, that's fine. That's fine. So we've covered the first three pillars and you are almost there. You have almost been able to stake a claim to um, taking home this trophy. But but at the end of the day, um, the fourth pillar is you have to be able to reach down deep within yourself and, and extract the highest levels of athletic performance um, when it matters the most. When all eyes are on you, when the pressure's on, when everybody's counting on you, you have to dominate. You have to pull that great performance out of your hat. And I have made the case that there are four times in the summer when those performances matter the most. And that is intercamp games, tournaments, leagues, and Olympics. And that's when you have to be at your best. And if you are managed to do that, if you can come up clutch in the big moments and all the other three pillars are existing for you, you then are start certainly being discussed as a candidate for this very prestigious BACO trophy. And those are the four pillars of the award. So I came up with this, and um, I still remember several summers ago when I gave the speech for the first time, and it was all new, and there's nothing there's nothing like the excitement of something new, and I could sense something in that social hall. I could see everybody looking at me, and you could hear you can hear nothing. Everybody was so locked into me and I I would peek behind and like Danny and Greg had like this weird hazy look on their, their faces. Like they knew something special was happening. Like it was kind of a transformative moment. I have to say. It was, it It was. was, and,
3: And when I think back, I believe it was 2018 when you first gave it out and, you know, just to paint the picture for those that have been there that might not remember or those that, you know, haven't been in camp for a long time, you know, the social hall stage is where tables of trophies are. But I think the last maybe half dozen years, um, you know, the we, we, we put a lower platform below the stage where we stand or where whoever's giving the award stands um, just so the trophies can stay up there and just what, whatever, long story short, there's a whole area in front of the stage between the stage and where the Funhouse kids sit where there's some room where we'll take pictures of people when they you know when they get their trophies and there's room for people to come up and grab their trophies and commute back to their to their bench so it doesn't take so long but as bruno's giving this speech he's got the you know, huge Saul Amster trophy. I believe, did you have the trophy in in your hand, Bruno? Of
1: course, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was in my left hand and the microphone you was know, in my right. You know, it's a
3: three-tiered three trophy in his hand and he's got the mic in, in his other hand. And every other person that's ever given out an award has stood in the center of, of the stage and given great speeches, just stationary in the center. Bruno is pacing from left to right. Delivering these four pillars for for everyone to hear, doing the. I was know, also if,
1: walking up the aisle, like past the funhouse kids, like you know, and he's like, gym. and if you have
3: this, that's still not enough to make you the. I mean, people, <laughs> it was something we had never seen before, and Greg and I are obviously sitting there, like marking out, you know, like we we were like two giddy children because we love everything Bruno ha- has to offer. And we knew how special it was. I mean, we've been so pro this speech. There was an alumni um, that we told about this speech that absolutely demanded to hear more. And we immediately got him on a zoom. This is during the beginning of the pandemic and basically rehashed your whole speech to this person because they had to hear it. And we thought it was very important that they heard what the four pillars were all about, but like it was transformative. And like Bruno said at the beginning, it really brought the all around athlete trophy back. It was like, um, It was like when the slam dunk contest like had it had to go away for like a couple years, Then like Vince Carter came (laughs) back and like basically rebirthed it. And it was um, it was a really special moment on a really special night on a really special summer too, um, going back to twenty eighteen, and just it was like some you know was right up there with like that Mel speech where it was just like there was something special about it that you know was so important to just like the Baco lore. You know, Mel's Olympics, and, had, had uh, and years I, thought, I, felt, I
1: felt the weight of the responsibility when you guys gave me that assignment, and I wanted to do something special. And um, I thought I came up with something good. And you know, I'm, I'm glad, I'm glad that it was well received. and I'm happy. Yeah, and that I, the, the second and, and year will never, you, it will never capture the same, of course, incredible excitement as the original performance. Right. But I think it's still pretty, pretty right.
2: good. Well, I think the second year when you did it, obviously you can't catch lightning in a bottle twice. But like. Giddy and I were sitting on the stage just like even more giddy than we were the year before because like we knew that you knew that you had to do something to try to at least reach the same ballpark of how good it was the first year and you did it with like the cadence in your voice like Oh, but that does not make you an all-around F no. I mean, not. it was just so good. You know the best
1: part about it? The first year I did this, I didn't tell you guys what I was gonna do. No, right. I kinda gave you a hint that I came up with something, but you were totally blindsided by that. You had yeah. no idea what was coming. So yeah, I was actually I think, really happy. About
3: you know, I'm not gonna tell you how to give this speech in the future, but you know, the I Can Make a Run speech, we all kind of know like Rodrigo's going to end it and you know the Lee Rivers speech is going to come on but it's like y'all are an athlete you got while the four pillars are so right on you got to figure out a way to keep it fresh you know that's the challenge but um you know I know we want to talk about how awards night in general this kind of you know encapsulates a special moment of a huge night but I got to give you props like not only is the four pillar speech so special, it really actually nails the award. Like, I don't think you left anything out. It's like, you really came up with the perfect criteria. Um, It's really hard to argue against. There's really nothing you left out.
1: I mean, I I think, I think it was important because, you know, for years that award's been given out and it really hasn't been defined or qualified. And I think it was very, very important to understand like, this is what this award's about. I I think it was useful.
2: I also think it, You know, some years it's a it's almost like a one horse race, you know, and other years there's really competitive bunks where there's a lot of athletic kids. And it's just like sort of like who's the better athlete becomes a little bit of like, a, you know, this guy's better than this guy or that guy's better. And, you know, opinions are opinions. But I think the speech and the four pillars allows the the campers and the counselors, just the whole camp community to really like think critically about like what it means to be an athlete and a competitor and how it, you can't just be a really good basketball player and dominate. You have to do all the things. You got to be coachable. You got to be in the big moment, you <clears throat> all the four pillars. And I think it sort of reminds us all of the balance and, um, and the, 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 being a, you know, a broader participant in all of the camp programs, which is really what awards night is. It's not about right. the sports. It's about everything.
1: Another really good point to make, too, is like, I think there are two basic approaches when you're giving out awards. You can glorify the camper who's winning the award, or you can glorify the award itself. And obviously, I fall into the camp of the glorification
0: of the award. Right. And I think that another thing that's really important about the speech, and Greg, you kind of alluded to this on the last podcast we did with Bruno about his I can make a run speech, how it's really more than just about making a run in Tennis it's about a much larger thing and I think that with the all-around athlete and four pillars speech I really think that that's what it encapsulates because as I heard you saying that Bruno I started to think about like other things that it can apply to like you know what in and this is true just in camp like there's a lot of things that some of us are better at than others and a lot of strengths some of us have and weaknesses we have in other areas and it's not just about one thing it's about how you go about your day is conducting yourself and that's what I think the four pillars encapsulate so well is like you can't... Maybe you can go into a summer as a waiter and be like, you know what? I, I really hope I went all-around athlete. But you can't sort of propel yourself to an all-around athlete as much as it's about how you go about your day on a daily basis how do you perform in that volleyball period the second week of the summer like that's not the type of stuff that is necessarily as tangible but it's about and this is true and now to bring it sort of more full circle with all our awards when we talk about awards night at camp You know, we can harp on the fact that who won this individual award, and you can, you know, try to do this, or it's a big honor to win big volleyball or whatever kind of big award, the Lake Award, whatever you want to say. But it's not just about a singular moment of you doing something, it's about how you go about your days conducting yourself and really just you as a person and of course that bleeds back into that first pillar about the natural ability i can be the greatest person in the world and i will never win all-around athlete but it's not as much about that. It's about those other pillars. It's about your will. It's about your competitiveness. It's about your leadership. It's about your willingness to participate, and that's great lessons for not just even camp, but just life in general. And I think that's really what the four pillars encapsulates, and why it's such a special thing that when you know all of us heard in that social hall that first time, we were like, "He nailed it! Like bingo!" Yeah,
1: valid point. Well, well said, Maddie. I, I agree with everything you said
3: yeah I think that's why you know I, I know we're kind of like inceptioning it right now and talking like <laughs> about how things mean things that mean things that mean things. but Awards Night is kind of the, you know, the macro the, the the macro view of what you're saying, where it's like everything about Awards Night is about what everybody makes out of their summer. you know, and right. if you think about awards night, and I was saying before the pod, it, we, we start with the land sports. Then all of a sudden, you know, we're celebrating the LGT guys and we're celebrating the amazing shows and we're celebrating the art. And someone's holding up a big volleyball and someone's taking off their shirt to flex. And it really celebrates everything about camp and all the different th- ways that you can
1: kind of chop up your summer to make it the what you want it to be. And yeah, I totally agree, Danny. And I, I think that that is true. It, it, is a, it is a celebration of just how broad the program is. And and we sometimes need a reminder of that. There's so much at camp. There's there's so much to do. There's so much to be exposed to and to plug into. It's an incredible celebration of the wide variety of things available to you.
3: And, and as we turn the corner to like the fourth quarter of awards night and the trophies that were filling the tables are down to like the last table. Crunch, and- crunch time. Yeah, and we're like finishing up arts and crafts, and we just finished up drama. I always, whenever I, Greg and I are passing the mic from, you know, from activity to activity, there's always that moment where it's like, holy cow, so much went on this summer, you know? And you think back to, you know, the baseball awards that happened two hours earlier, and now you're honoring the, you know, the best music. Stuff And it's just there's so much that happens and so much that happens every day. And, you know, some people are court people and some people are from people. And some people spend a lot of their summer going on hikes and some people, you know, climb up the tennis ladder. And some people are with Sheeman in the shows and some people are waiters like, you know, getting the bizarre. T- there's just so much to do. And the four pillars sort of speak on behalf of not just the all-around athlete but everything you know are you willing to try new things are you willing to follow the leadership of, of your counselors are you willing to step it up when people are leaning on you you know it's not just about what you're naturally gifted to do and bruno thanks for making that speech because you just sort of crystallized the whole night
0: for us yeah like think about <sighs> think about like the golden arrow like you know what? i that's might,
3: that's another one like that the missed, golden you know?
0: arrow is like the most or like the volleyball the big v like all these types of golden. One summer there might have been a counselor that did the golden paddle for ping pong. Might might try to bring that back this yeah. summer. You know, oh,
2: there, and there's a flab awards that are the homemade awards. I think one of the one of my favorite parts of awards probably I think would probably be everybody's favorite part at some point in their vehicle career is how much the bunk baits are cheering each other on. You know, mm-hmm. instead of like. Because like, if, if I'm a camper in Vulgate and I'm not a, a, a water skier, but my buddy is, I'm not going to be upset when I don't get a water ski award. You know, it's not like, oh, he got it and I did it. It's like I'm cheering him on. And that just creates the energy in the room. It's also one of the last places on this planet where large groups of children can sit for that long, which <laughs> I think is pretty cool. <clears throat> and then the other thing is, like, there's all these classic, like, Timeless things about awards night that just as much as it's changed, as much as it's evolved, like there's some things that are just still the same like wrap the trophies yeah. in the towel, like don't put them on your top shelf of your cubby, you know, bring something down to the slope so you don't get, you know, like you know, turn off your lights in the bunk before the burning, all those things that like, they haven't changed at all since even yeah. before I was a camper. There was like the LGT thing where they save one card to the end, <laughs> like, those yeah, things are just it's,
1: it's really. Well, how about about all the waiters just, like, huddling up? That's been going on for us all 60 years, I'm sure.
3: I just just remember being a camper. Any events in the social hall, I'd always want to sit on the edge closest to the wall so I could be close to the counselors. But awards night was the one night I wanted to sit in the aisle seat so I can slap everybody five that walks down when they get their award. And I also remember – being like an intermediate division camp or kind of knowing the deal and knowing the older guys. And when the big awards for the older guys would be announced and they would be walking down the aisle and I'd want to get my hands, you know, to slap five, I would never be more into that person than at that moment. Like, right. <laughs> you, you know, whatever person was winning the big soccer, like every good thing I could ever think about that person would be running through my head as they're walking down the aisle. It's kind of like when you hit the, the uh, half court shot in dodgeball, where you're just like, you're never more psyched like to know that guy. And, um, it's such a special night and it's, it always has been for me. And I'm sure it is for a lot of people for completely different reasons. And, um, Totally. Yeah, no, I mean, camp's just an amazing place with so much to offer, and that's like the night where we tangibly, like, you know, make that a thing.
2: Well, it's isn't like, there you know, something so they needed to be more excited for the summer? But this is getting me pretty excited for the summer, which is yeah, really, really same.
0: Amazing. Like, isn't there something that really cool about the fact that it's a. Night. It's called awards night. It's celebrating individual people, and yet it's something that feels like an all camp celebration. Like one of the, it's a individual. It's a literally a thing with trophies that are all one person trophies that are individual awards, and we're saying you are the best athlete, or you are the best at this. And yet, as we talk about it, and as we think about it in our minds, it really feels like one of the most collective, unifying, together moments of the summer. Like there's something about that that is so
3: cool. And the thing is, you don't even have to explain that to even the youngest kids. They feel it. Like, they get it. And like you said, it's not about who got this and I got that. It's about a celebration for the whole community, and it's just so apparent. Like, there's no need to fill in the blanks on that. It's just, like, it's in our face. And it's one of those, like, it's timed perfectly at the end of the summer where the culture has just been built, and we all just get it, and it's, like, it's all there and it's just like we're all in it together we were all in this together and now it's like the confetti's dropping from from the <laughs> ceiling it's like we're raising we're basically when we light that torch we're raising the banner for for like the year you know and it's um it's a really special night it's a really special night and like greg said the timeless parts of it are just what make it so classic yeah, like it's so classic you know it's probably waiters only, of the 80s or 70s all the way down to the
2: program picture Of the waiters in the crib after the relay. (laughs)
3: Yeah. You know, which is sort of new, which is, I I feel like, is it new? I mean, I feel like to us, you know, like, no, because I think, I think I did that. I think I did that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a Danny thing. Yeah. Yeah. But the order of like the categories has pretty much always been the same. As a camper, I could go up to Danny on like August. And be like, Nah, no, come on, now, now you're letting people in behind the curtain. Uh, (laughs) Well, then you can
2: delete this video. Be like, Maddie, Washman, you're like, "Uh, tennis and baseball. (laughs)
0: Yeah,
3: Yeah, no, it's um, you know, and uh, there's a couple things that we've done. You know, Greg and I, when we set set up the trophies, we try to make it as symmetrical as possible, just for us. Like, it's like, you know, when we walk in, we try to make everything literally. If you look down the middle. It's the exact same, but it works out perfectly every. You know, a few years ago, like I said, or like Greg was saying, I was catching some flack for how long it was taking, and then we decided if we made the middle aisle wider and we pushed all the benches as close to the wall as we could to give the counselors as minimal legroom as possible, (laughs) the the walking up and down the aisle in a wider aisle was just faster, and it literally sped up awards night by like 25%. And was, awards <laughs> night became a much more manageable thing for, for the youngest kids. So that's a little secret. That was probably like a 2013 adjustment.
2: I mean, I, I have a lot of favorite days of the summer and a lot of favorite moments, but setting up the trophies with Danny and whichever counselor we draft to help us is always an enjoyable um it's an enjoyable hour or two, or however long it oh, takes. Oh, how, how can I
3: forget that during that hour, Shlomit always comes up with like the arts oh. and craft stuff from, from Olympics? We always yeah. have to find spots for it. just everything is represented on the, on that night. Um, yeah. It's just a really special has, Probably one. We should have done a podcast for a long time ago. But yeah, well, just, like yeah. I said
2: before, it's getting me excited for the summer. You know, during the pre production meeting when we were talking about that, you know, what we're going to record and Bruno was talking about how excited he is for camp and all the things that kids should be looking forward to awards night is like a good it's like a you know working backwards you know it's like all those activities Danny and Bruno and Maddie are talking about about how it just encapsulates the whole summer and all the cool stuff that the kids do and that the counselors help make happen it's getting me really excited for this I'm already nervous about what to pack you know
0: Yeah, well, the class. Yeah,
3: Greg and I got to decide which t shirts we're going to wear.
2: Yeah.
0: Right. And, you know, Bruno, this is something you mentioned at the beginning, right? Something that we talked about in terms of what we're excited for for the summer. And I think that Awards Night is something, while it is at the end of the summer, it feels like the culmination of everything. And as we look towards the next summer, we don't know, of course, all the details of what's going to be held in the coming summer. But what we always do know is right at the end of the summer, we're going to have those special times. And I think the burning is like this, too, right? The burning is a timeless thing that whether you were there 40 years ago, whether you come in 20 years, like the burning is always going to be something that's ingrained in sort of the fabric of camp and so was awards night and i think the combination of those two like has it always been where the burning was directly after awards night like whose idea was that because it's not so inherent. not
3: only has it, it used always to be it used to be when i was in camp as a camper so not that long ago it used to be the banquet into awards night into the burning wow
0: that's that's yeah. no joke
3: yeah but there's also, also another these... stat about the burning i never ever in my all my years at camp remember it raining during yep. the burning. We talked exactly about that, I think we
0: talked about that a long time ago in yeah, terms of like that. And I yeah. ask,
3: I wanna ask the panel a question here and there's no right answer to what's the most important because they're all necessary as we've established. What is your favorite of the four pillars? I'd like <laughs> to hear whatever, everybody, they're, they're all important because if you take away one, you can't reach everything i'm a, I'm a big
1: pillar two guy I, I like i like the fact that you know you have to be willing to plug into the broad spectrum of the program but that's
0: that's my favorite you know. i anyway, i with, yeah. with greg go go ahead maddie go ahead i was about to say Bruno stole my thunder i am a pillar two supporter i am a i will vouch for pillar two all day because and i said this beforehand like that that you know capture the flag like yeah, at the end of the summer, you know what? The when you talk about is it wait, sorry, Bruno. Is it pillar 3 or pillar 4 that's the big game performances?
1: Oh, that's uh pillar 4. Okay.
0: So, so if you talk about like pillar 4 is what everyone sees and pillar 1 is like if you you like what you would notice if you were just like a neutral observer that never heard of camp you would know pillar one pillar four is what everyone in camp sees all summer pillar two is like the part that you don't see like that's like behind the curtain pillar two but what you do to like make up pillar two is that's just like that's camp to me like when i thought about camp like what is what defines camp like going to your activities putting in the doing all those different things that make camp so special going to the lake doing like all these different things that get you fired up that yeah they're not as exciting as 14s basketball or the 16s night game or running down the hill with your
1: trophies like absolutely like if i can just jump in here an all-around athlete you're assigned to frisbee golf you're balling you got your frisbee (laughs) and you're making sure you perform well oh yeah you're gonna hit that tennis shack in three shots oh yeah it's important to you you're going to volleyball oh you're gonna do some volleyball it's no (laughs) joke i mean you know you perform with effort everywhere that's that's As someone
3: you know when i watch sports i always value like availability i always you know athletes that are never healthy that never play all always turn me off but the ones that are always available to their team is like synonymous with guys that do every activity in in, in camp so i respect pillar two um but i think if i had to choose one and maddie i think you might have talked me out of pillar four because Pillar four is kind of the one that everybody sees, but I'm I'm a big pillar three guy. Because I, I, think, I think pillar three is one that can close the gap if someone isn't as strong in some of the other ones, just because you can figure out a way to contribute. Well, Danny, you and I as professional
1: and, coaches, you and I as yeah. professional coaches have to value Pillar yeah. three, more than anything, the people willing to be students. You know, ironically, yeah. the 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 pillar that I don't value, that I value the least, is pillar one. On the other hand, if you don't have pillar one, yeah, but yeah, it I've been matter. down you know, that, that road. Doesn't...
3: Pillar one is one that when you're a young coach, you feel like you could coach around, but as you get experience, you'd be like, eh, without pillar one, you got nothing. But um, <laughs> I think pillar, pillar three. Pillar, pillar three guy. is one that can get someone who doesn't have pillar one can get that one to contribute a little right. bit and, and to be part of a team and obviously team sports, you don't, you know, you need pieces. You it's not always about the stars and pillar three is one where you find a way for someone to contribute because they listen because, and by, and by the way, like as
0: someone that was on Glatzer's leaks team, last year and obviously he's the first pick in the draft so it sneaks back around you don't exactly have the ringers. like you need if you want to compliment your you know superstar guy that checks all four pillars you need some pillar three guys on those leagues teams because you need you need some pillar three guys that are willing to like it holds
3: true it holds true in professional sports too like yeah you know like i I mean i you can't have a baseball my, my softball
2: leagues teams when i was a senior division counselor i used to draft it strictly on personality yeah, you know, like you, who's good in the clubhouse?
3: <laughs> yeah, but you can't have a baseball lineup of all A Rods, and you, you know it's just you. You need some pillar three role guys, and same thing. You can't have, you know, an NBA team with five all stars. You need some Contavious Caldwell Pope's in there. You know,
1: it's Danny. I don't know about you know what your attitude is about your own professional work as a coach, but for myself, I derive I <laughs> much bigger satisfaction working with somebody who doesn't have a lot of natural tennis ability. And right. to get them to acquire a set of skills to make them an average or an above-average player, that is the most satisfaction I 6. have. 6.5. Oh. So, yeah, like if you – so Tense, Tense at, like, three.
0: At their first summer, they're like a six. And then by by the time they get to the senior division, you, you got them in oh, the no, – Oh, no, no,
1: no, no, no. If, you, if you're a six in your first summer, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about a 2.5 or a three. We're, we're really letting like them like behind the curtain now. <laughs> All right,
3: Greg.
2: Greg, are you yeah, and I'm a, I'm a pillar four guy when I was a camper and a counselor, because I loved those big moments. I love leagues and I loved Olympics and <clears throat> especially and tournaments when I was really younger. But so I love pillar four. I just think it's the, in my opinion is that it's so cool to be able to shine in the toughest moment. And I think when guys are 15, 16 years old, you know, that's like, it's a perfect age to rise to those occasions. Uh, as an adult, though, I'm a pillar two guy. I think the someone that just values every single part about camp, being involved in all the different, not just sports, but you know, every single part of camp is. <clears throat> um, like Ginsey used to say, "All around camper is someone who's been all around camp." You know, <laughs> athletes, you know you all around athletes. you know, you do all the things all around. So, and I don't. It's not just about sports. So. Yeah, you know,
1: if you're a pillar two guy, you might also be a candidate to pick up an Zakowitz. Yeah, that's well, <laughs> so you're you're true. Yeah. Or well, yeah. now
0: these days, now that's that's gone to the uh, Bob. That's gone to the Bob Award,
1: which
2: you are a proud recipient of.
0: Yeah, yeah. well, I have to yeah. I have to return it this year. All right, I think that we hit this pretty good, and this is definitely a part of the summer. Like you mentioned it before, Greg, obviously this is at the end of the summer, but I'm just amped up the beginning of the summer just thinking about awards night and sort of all the great things around camp, and, you know, we can't wait to get back to doing all that stuff in just a few short weeks. So, guys, thank you so much for joining us, and Bruno, thank you for being yet again an outstanding special guest here on the uh, on- yes,
2: Bruno, thank you for giving that awesome speech. Yes. Danny, thank you for taking awards night so seriously for the right reasons. Um, its just, it's, it can't be celebrated enough how important that celebration is. And without your organization skills and your attention to detail with such a special night for every single kid, uh, it wouldn't be as special and it wouldn't bring us around to talking about what Maddie and Bruno mentioned about how great everything is at camp and how all the campers right now should be getting so psyched. Camp is right around the bend. I mean, you're like, we're like two haircuts away, right? I mean, we're. Yeah, no,
3: Bruno said this isn't even uh, off season anymore. It's the preseason. Yeah. Yeah. We are in the preseason. Yeah. Certainly not podcast season, according to Bruno. (laughs)
0: no well we'll be we'll be here hopefully get another one or two in before the summer start and get everyone ready for what's going to be an awesome summer 2021 thank you guys so much for doing this thank you guys so much as always for listening we appreciate it and uh, hopefully we will see you soon i'm maddie Wasserman signing off and we will see you next time on the live from lake balfour podcast